it's another one. Hey, 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 good morning. Yo, what an impromptu episode, eh? Coming at you live from an undisclosed location. <laughs> wow, thank you, man, thank you, man. So this episode is going to be a weird one. I actually traveled today. Um, I haven't been in Ubalanga for quite a minute. So yeah, we are here. We are seeing the place. Except uh, in some DMV. going to be giving it a rating later on. But I'm, I'm, I'm more excited um, about what we have to discuss today. It's a gig. Relationships are complicated, aren't they? <laughs> and it seems like they somehow managed to get into most of the toads that are in this um, in this podcast. But it is what it is. The Tanta Lux situation. Who would have thought? Honestly, who would have thought that this guy would be such a game changer? I mean, we read about these things in history books. There were leaders before he was here. And we can't believe that in our generation we have somebody who is actually fighting for our rights. Imagine the spirit of Chris Hani. Eh? Solomon Matlangu. Eh? We're witnessing right in front of the eyes where the system is pushing back against somebody who's fighting for the very same rights that they supposedly fought for. Are the police the only enforcers of the law? And if they fail, what do we do? Do we just sit back and say, ah, yeah, South Africa is South Africa. Come on now. <laughs> Surely we can do better. We can do better. And you? I see the influencers are getting married. Congratulations to the Samuels. Yeah, but that guy, yeah. That's it. I'm excited finally to see who B.I. Pagati is. Ah, oh, that man is such a legend, eh? It's such a legend. And we'll soon be launching our very own WhatsApp group. <laughs> so bad, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good show, it always is. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Halim. And thank you for choosing the Mass Event Podcast. Let's have a good show, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you, amazing. Now let's get to it. Dantalikes. Hey, imagine. This guy is supposedly a nobody. That's the message that they want to give to us. They want us to, to be convinced that this guy is just a random dude. Huh? They call him a bastard. As was said by the spokesperson of EFF. Hmm? Some are calling him a vigilante. Others are calling him a thug. There's so many names that the dude has been given. But what about the message that he's spreading? Is it unreasonable? The things that he's actually standing up for. Are they unreasonable? Or are they not fitting the narrative that they want us to believe in? I don't get that part. Nantalax is a fighter, guys. And I've said it before in this podcast that I am a fan and I'm inspired by him. And many of us will rise as we've started already. Operation Dudula is critical, it's essential, and it's needed at this time. The timing is, is perfect. It's sublime. But people want to take you away from that. 
And that's the part that I'm not getting, as to say, when a person wants to say the constitutionality of this country is under threat, the sovereignty of this country is under threat, he says he's sick and tired of the corruption that he sees in the police offices. I've asked the question time and time and time again to say that where drugs are being sold, it's known to the community. But the, co- the cops do nothing about it. So you want to tell me that the information that we have, the basic intelligence that we apply into understanding who is selling what, they are unable to engage in. So are you telling me that the, the, the system is so perfect that it's the only tool that we have decided is fitting for us to fight crime and corruption and all these things in the country, but yet it is unable to address all these petty things? And... Th- so those of you going to make the argument to say that there's whites who are stealing much more, who are bringing in more uh, drugs into the country. So we are okay with being the enablers of, the, of that. How does that even make sense to you? Because we're no longer dealing with oddities to say that there is a small quantity of individuals pursuing these things. We're not speaking about that. We are saying that there are such... <laughs> There's such a rundown in the states of this country that there's so many people who are actually doing this thing and it's becoming a genuine problem. The safety of our, of our future is being compromised. The very safety of our children is being compromised. And then you want to sit back from our comfort, from our estates, huh? from the hotels, from our mansions, and say, no, this boy is out of order. All meanwhile... Hiding the fact that we are only seeing these things by virtue of the fact that we are not directly impacted if we are not beneficiaries of. Make no mistake and think that there is no, there's no crime that's happening. There's crime and there's plenty of it. There's plenty of crime which is happening in this country. And the enablers of it are the very same people that we've been giving the voice for them to stand up and speak for us. I mean, how many accusations... How many evidence, how much evidence has been brought forward to say that politicians are corrupt? Police officers are corrupt. Time and time again, we're hearing of these cases, millions and billions disappearing from the, from the public coffers. And nothing is said about it. But now because we have somebody who's actually saying, guys, this cannot be the standard that we need to set for ourselves. We're saying, no, 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 he must be arrested. He's a thug, he's a vigilante. Look at you. You're passionate about pushing against what we ought to be upholding as a society. You're using your influence, you're using your power to make sure that somebody who is trying to push that we actually uh, progress as a country, move forward as a country, you want to see this person punished so he can be silenced. Because the worst thing you would want is for us to, <laughs> to wake up the rest of the country. The strategy has always been playing and simple, keeping us stupid for as long as they can. I mean, a thirty percent pass mark, huh? On standard grade education, where things are dumbed down, incredibly so. And yet, we still have a thirty percent pass rate. And yet, we are surprised at the level of reasoning that we're engaging with on the social media streets. Where people are more emotional than factual. If they are not, if they lack to beat you on facts, then they're going to join a faction. Where cult mentality is running amok, 
where mob mentality is running and where people are unable to engage with you, who do you blame? Where there's a general lack of comprehension, where there's a general lack of understanding, who do we blame? The system was designed in this way that we are unable to reason. And the only thing that happens to us is that we follow when instructed. With no consideration of where we are being instructed to. Look at us. We're just following because they want us to lead as instructed. It doesn't make sense, doesn't add up. But that's the, that's the level that they've actually given us. Pathetic, isn't it? So imagine this. There is the ambitions of the politicians that you haven't brought away in prison. Could you imagine this? The very same people who claim to be anti-corruption. The claim people who, 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 who claim to be the custodians of our fine country. Could you imagine that? Julius Selomalema, Musi Maimane. Could you imagine those? And oh, I love how conveniently the ANC is mum on this issue. I love the, 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 the timing of it all. Because remember, they can't say jack about it. Because they invented the problems that this gentleman is fighting against. Others are the beneficiaries of the situation that they want to be put forward. Make no mistake, Musi has deep ties with the Zimbabwean community. So he cannot be neutral and he cannot be factual on this circumstance. He can only put forward a narrative that seems to rubbish the genuine concerns that Ntantalax is pushing. And then they're going to come with terms. Oh, I love the terms that they come with, eh? They're going to come with terms and say, yeah, this is Afrophobia. No, it is not. It is not. Where have you ever had a thing all foreigners need to leave? Why are you not addressing the illegal immigrants? Because you don't see yourself as a potential victim of the crime that they bring. You want to say, no, no, no. Surely, Kalim, you can't say that. Why, why, why can I? The fact that you disrespected the first law that grants you access into this country. You are here illegally. And for that, your mere presence in being here is a crime. And we want to perpetuate the thing and say it is okay. Next thing, they're going to be terming us and say we are giving away to extreme right-wing views. Because they need to term us into a demonized way. So the narrative can fit to say that what we are saying is not valid because of who's saying it. They want to find a group in order to dismiss our concerns. Isn't it convenient for them? Hi, hi, Tini, you? Isn't it, isn't it such a bother that they continue to do this time and time again? And the narrative will keep on being pushed. It was so funny what we saw. <laughs> It was so funny because the media also has, has. And who's the media? I'm talking about all the major newspapers. I'm talking about all the major news outlets. What news are they reporting on? Because they, 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 they report while having no accuracy and no concern about what the backstory is. Sensationalism has gone so far. It's next level, isn't it? The fact that. When they are engaging this thing, they are terming it as xenophobia. They are classifying it. They are forming a narrative. Because that is who we are, apparently. 
We as South Africans who are saying, I am concerned about the well-being of my kids. I'm concerned the fact that when you go into these public hospitals, when you go into clinics, the mere fact that there's such a high prevalence of rhyme, look at the state of our country, the fact that I cannot open a spaza shop and benefit from it. I am engaging on those matters, but you want to say to me that I am xenophobic on those things. Njani. It is extremely confusing, the views that they want to push and want us to be convinced to say that this isn't the problem. Delay tactics. They want us to look at something else. They're starting fires elsewhere so we can focus on those. Instead of saying these problems are directly us, <laughs> they're impacting us directly. I don't get it. And I've said before, something smells funny. And we're not going to eat it. We can't. Why would we? You've called us Afrophobic. You've called us xenophobic. You're going to call us right-wing. You're going to call us extremist. You're going to call us vigilantes. You're going to find all these names to give us. Well, once again, I continue to say you're living in the comfort of your estate in your mansion. For the fact that you're a public servant, but you're not living amongst the public. You're living amongst the elites. Oh, the private wealth that you guys are pushing to Ghana. The deception that you guys are promoting, making it seem as if you're doing it for the benefit of us as a country. Look at you. Saying we must occupy the land illegally. But we see the farms that you guys are purchasing. Things are done by you, they're done correctly. So when we are doing your bidding, it is fine, it is justified. But when we are saying these are the concerns that we are feeling as the people of South Africa, is a problem. How is it? How is that fair? And oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I'm pushing a narrative expecting accountability and fairness to a politician. I must be mad. I must be out of, the, I must be out of my mind. Because how can I preach fairness to people who decrease the police budget in a country riddled with crime where a sizable, considerable and concerning portion of that is perpetuated by who? The foreign immigrants. Did I even say it? They say, yeah, South Africans are also criminals. Yes, they are. Yes, there are those that are criminals. It's not a perfect society. Let me tell you a short story. What the difference is, okay? Not justifying it, not making it better, but I want you to understand the perspective of which you're coming from. A South African commits crime, is caught, and captured in the system. He is known as to who he is, his identity is registered, he is traceable, and can be found. Now, an illegal immigrant is registered no system. An identikit, a video, a photo will not serve us in finding who this individual is. Could you imagine that? Where have you seen the Zimbabweans? Where have you seen the Nigerians, the Somalians, the Pakistanis? Where have you seen these, the, 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 the people from Czechoslovakia? All these people who potentially are here illegally, all of them, European or African alike. We have come into this country to undermine the values of, the, of our country. Where have they ever stood up to say to us, Guys, my brother is the perpetrator of crime. 
the tapes that are going to the police are not from them. And do not rubbish to me and say, yeah, but Oksalayo, South Africans are perpetrating crime. They are there. But they are not in the majority. As is currently in some of the industries. You cannot say to me that South Africans are in the majority when it comes to the hospitality uh, service. I look at my peers who studied degrees in tourism, who started degrees in uh, hospitality, who went and started their studies because they wanted to have a passion in that. And they wanted to make a living out of that. But imagine that the skill that they went out there <laughs> to develop has been taken away from them. To those who were not fortunate enough to go and further their studies, all they have is a trick. And a good one at that. They can't even go as low as coming into a basic job without having to, com to com compete in the very same space with immigrants. How is that fair in the society? And then we want to say, in the very same breath, to say that this country here has the highest unemployment rate and then we are shocked and surprised. Your privilege can be such a problem. It is so blinding, isn't it? Privilege. Because privilege makes you believe that things aren't as bad as they are because you're not exposed to them. There's a joke I like sharing. Just to show people what privilege is. I often say to them, Look, if I grew up in a village and in my house it was a rendezvous, we didn't have doors, everything was locked up in curtains. Hmm? And I didn't understand the concept of knocking. Most of the time we just walk in, barge in. I lost myself and walk in because that's the life and culture that I was brought up in. And I grew up. And to this day, it's still something habitual that a person is unable to do. And I just walk in and it's like, oh guys, I am sorry if I forgot to knock. You wouldn't understand because it's something so basic to you. Your expectation is that what you have is experienced by people elsewhere. And for that matter, because your peers are experiencing something similar to you. You believe that the problems that you guys are facing are the most severe because you guys have them in common. So the very same politicians who wants to say to us, I, some episodes feel like I've raised this point before, but I'm passionate about it. I'm going to say it again and again possibly. Listen to what I'm saying to you. It's a very simple concept. It's not complicated. It is simple. I'm saying this to you. When you are living in a safe environment, relative to your surroundings, not exposed to the dangers that we are, where muggings and housebreaking aren't a threat to you, where you do not have to wonder about walking down the street, to get to work, to say, am I going to make it? Where you start panicking if you're coming home after dark. By virtue of the fact that there are so many dangers lying for you in the streets. 
how will you ever be able to understand what you're experiencing? I've had the privilege of, of, of living across provinces for my work. And generally the townships are developing a common theme. They're dangerous to be in. That is, it is no longer safe to walk at any time of the day. There's a location out in Pumalanga called Mbalentle. It's next to Secunda. It's a township of Secunda. Established many years back by Sasso. To this day, going to that environment is unsettling, regardless of the time. And the inhabitants of the area will tell you as much because they've experienced as much. I mean, I used to work with individuals where every second week, I kid you not, there was going to be an incident. Either somebody was beat, beaten to a pop, some people nearly got their eyes cut out, others nearly got their eyes beat out of them, others were stabbed, others were shot at. How is this a reality? And a fair reality of what people are forced to live. Where we are given slums intentionally. And the tools that we are given aren't there to build us going forward. Generally, a 30% pass rate. Oh, sorry, a pass mark. Why are you setting the standard so low? If you have any good intentions for us. But once again, it confirms. You need to keep most of us stupid. You need to take away our ability to think analytically. You need to take away our ability to question and reason and be men and women of intelligence. All these things are poised for us to be malleable and for you to be able to form us into whatever shape. It's ingenious, isn't it? You know, it's funny. When you go into the corporate space, they're going to say to you, it's, it's, it's a plasticity, it's, 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 a, it's a great thing to have when a person is SM plastic. No? It essentially means flexible. Come on, guys. It's no fancy words here. Don't, don't, don't be, don't be um, <laughs> diverted. No. I'm saying to you, they want us to be flexible so they can mold us into what they want us to be at any given time. Now, things have degraded because most people are doing these things not as colleagues, not as passions, not as careers, but as jobs. And the same goes for our beloved South African Police Service. It goes for our Metro Police Service. Who's the metros? You know, the TMPDs, your EMPDs. You know, the cool drink people. There are people who just wanted to go in there because they knew it is an opportunity to get a lifetime supply of cool drink. Now, to the international masses, <laughs> cool drink is a South African term for bribes, kickbacks. 
we're not necessarily referring to any um, flavor of soft drink. <coughs> Excuse me for that. <coughs> we're not talking about any flavor of, of any given soft drink. Not at all. But we are generally talking about the fact that for you to get out of trouble, there are set fees. And the most popular one is 20 bucks, 50 bucks, and it can go higher because it beats the alternative of getting a ticket and a fine. So this is cultured into them. There are people who drive without driver's licenses because they have money inside the wallet which is going to be serving for that very purpose when they're pulled over. So the narrative that says you cannot commit crimes when you have money in this country. You cannot be found guilty, that is. It's not a fallacy. They say if you steal a thousand, you'll be locked away for ten years. If you steal ten million, you're highly unlikely to go to jail for ten days. <clears throat> Isn't that ironic? So the poor will continue to be incarcerated for longer periods. Lux is essential for our democracy. It's a testament to the very same democracy that we claim to be custodians of. And to most of us, is a hero. We are not deceived this time by the media. They were too early in showing their hand. We know that they are not in, in this for the truth. But they are pushing narratives. Because it's uncomfortable for them due to the spaces that they must be given. Now come to us in the villages when these people are starting to outnumber us. Come to us in the locations. Go to Cosmo. Go to Deep Street. And see the ruthlessness that is, that is the crime that's there. Oh, should they get you? <laughs> you shall have no mercy. They say Jorik is, is a crime hotspot where people can just mug you in broad daylight in the middle of the CBD and people just look by. Much worse, take a video of the incident happening. There's, there's footages. But they will not help. Why? Because these people are cultured to look away and not to provide assistance. But go to Pitori and try that. Because it's still a largely populated area by black people. We do not experience such. It is at peace. You dare do that. You will be ringed with a burning tire. Because the cultures are different. Because the majority is different. The people who are perpetuating the crime are different. So as they continue to spread, so does the ruthlessness spread. And look at how they love being in the uh, city centers. And look at the condition that they live it in. They don't clean up for themselves. They have nothing to liken what they have here to where they're from. They enjoy the filth. It associates with them. And we've grown to be accustomed to that to say that this is the standard. And I always say, I hate proving a racist right. It's nothing more than I, I, I hate 
that are agreeing with a racist. But look at the spaces that we are now living in. We are living in squalor. It's appalling, isn't it? But could you imagine? Could you imagine the fact that as they continue to grow, so shall be the standard. Look at they cook with their oils and just build them right where they are standing. They throw away refuse right where they are standing. The filth unborns them. And who's them, you ask? I say illegal, illegal, illegal. They say people are here for amnesty. Yeah, they're refugees. Yes, they are. But who's managing the integration of refugees into the society? Or does it happen at random? At whose convenience is it? Because you guys are saying this thing can happen as long as it's not happening in your backyards. Oh, it's fine, it's okay, go for it. A mantra. But we see your folly. We've seen your hand and your poker face isn't all that good, eh? Trust us, we see right through you. No matter how dark you are. Like, stay strong, brother. Be vigilant. You will come out and continue in this journey. We are here with you. Shout out to Gaten McKenzie. Those who beat the system went in and came out different and are now fighting for the injustices of society. He looked at the market, the disenfranchised people. He looked and saw or no. There's a lack of representation across the board. He looked and saw that there's people who are not being taken good care of. This is what we are noticing as a, as a generation. Shout out to Kenuku Nene. <laughs> that guy. Mr. Soad, the Sushi King. To us, such people... In the time where we needed clear leadership that doesn't buy sides and is standing for the truth of this country, the unlikely suspects do that. And they are the people which are making a change in this country. So we see you, ANC. The days are numbered. EFF. Uh, and what is this one essay movement? Did you assume you meant one South Africa or Southern Africa? Mosi? Because you came across as somebody who cares about the country. But how you've come across and how you are now isn't the same, brother. We see you. We are not deceived by you. And we pity you. It's interesting. But it's fine. We shall continue to dwell and discuss this matter in greater detail. Because this country is ours. It belongs to us. Our descendants. <laughs> have to benefit from this land. From the labors and the toils that we're having, they need to also benefit. Make no mistake. Patriotism will rise. And we will not be dismissed. 
we will not be rubbished. And we will not be manipulated into abandoning the mission. Where we are now, it's bigger than all of us. Make no mistake about it. All these things are bigger than all of us. So, rise, my people. Don't forget. (laughs) Oh, we are made different. We are made different. Make no mistake, we are made different. Okay? All right. On a lighter note, oh, I actually didn't even get to this issue, uh, Slick Talk. You know what? Oh, thank you, God. But then Slick Talk can go die. He can go jump off a cliff. I don't care for the man. He is not essential to any culture. He is not influential. And we see him doing anything to chase clout and secure the bag, as the popular term goes. We see the, the character assassination that he attempted on Tantalax. Let's talk. You know what? I'm not going to waste the platform. Dating, Njolo, the pandemic. <laughs> Yo, how is it that I use the loser to segue to something that is affecting all of us? But it's fine, such is life. Yo! Love bags. You know, we're all going to meet that one person. That person who you fall in love with. That person who makes you believe that they are the one. And you know, the first person to con you will always be the first person that's going to hurt you the most. Have you noticed that? Because you never see it coming. And knowing, and not knowing, it's one of the most painful things. Having, having knowledge of somebody's endgame. Oh, it cuts deep, yo. And I'm speaking from personal experience. And there's always a side of you that says this will get better. That's always hoping, Wuti. There's going to be an improvement and you're going to get to where you need to with this person. They will come to their senses to repent and then they shall do you right. Guys, don't wait. Do not make the mistake that Kalim did. You run. Run and not, don't look behind because if you do not run and you stand by and stand still and wait for them to come and correct their ways, they will finish you off. Trust me, they felt nothing the first time 
and they will feel nothing the second time they're doing it. Do not seek revenge. Do not seek anything from it. Run. If you can't run, walk away. No, no, no. Disappear. That's the best advice. Disappear. When those calls and texts come in, they respond, not today, Satan. Get thee behind me. Because it always ends in your tears. <clears throat> For them, it's laughter. It's a game they play. Make no mistake. And why am I saying this, you may ask. No, just a warning. Nothing has happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not emotional. Nothing has happened. It's a warning. I've seen it happen. I've also been conned. I'm not immune to that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a human after all. We don't see all these things happening. And it did hurt quite severely when it did. It did hurt. So it would have sucked to fall for the same thing again. And you know God has a way of making sure things have, you are, you are protected. Information comes to you when you least expect it. Guys, if someone is not expressing their love for you explicitly, stop reading between the lines. Sometimes they're not expressing it because it's simply not there. Don't love the relationship enough for the both of you. Don't do that. Love yourself enough to realize where you are not present. And keep the journey moving. Yo, billions of people in this world, every single day, most of you are exposed to over 100 people. And they could be potential partners. But you want to be stuck up on a few individuals? Really now? Really? Really, really? Come on, guys. Open yourselves up to love. Hmm? Only open up. When a person has repented, they're not going to give you cryptic signals. Don't, don't trust those signals. Let them be explicit with their intentions. Let them be explicit. If you express and then they're still cryptic, they just want to see how, how, how deeper you're still in. And they will knock you again. Yo, I can see Bambari. Yo, who hurt you? Nah. <laughs> no one has hurt me, guys. Absolutely no one. No one has hurt me. I'm just looking out for the masses. Remember, this, this is a show about the culture. We speak politics. We speak entertainment. And we laugh and have a good time. But I genuinely care about the masses. Holistically. <laughs> I just don't want to only mobilize you guys into fighting the establishment. No. I want to see you guys happy. Yeah, I speak as a Khrutman on certain subjects because they have been, have been cut deep. I speak from a position of recovery. You know, the testimony of a drug addict is always different. It's not the same as somebody who's telling you without having experienced things. Because they speak to you from a place of loss. So when it comes to relationships, I speak as an addict. 
I speak from a position of loss. Because I've lost a lot. And I've had opportunities of where love would have been it would have just just made sense where I would have been in the right position. But falling for someone who's not able to catch you, let alone lift you up. Oh. <laughs> Don't fall in love with people who are ashamed of who you are. Don't settle. I've also been lonely. I've also been alone. Where you are with people. And you ask yourself, how could you be alone in a room full of people? It is not worth it. Because when you settle, even you aren't looking out for you. Is that English today? No one is looking after you. And you have to look after yourself. Never settle. And I'm not saying don't marry. I'm saying never settle. When you choose something, make sure it's what you want. And when you find what you want, make sure it knows it is what you want. The world will be a better place if there's less deception in it. Where people are just up front. Yo, it's better where people are up front from the beginning than you having wasted time, money, effort into the wrong people. Yo, <laughs> nothing hurts more. Very few things, I should say, hurt more than losing something you can't get back. Time. Money you can get back. Money doesn't hurt. Losing money. Ah, no. Doesn't hurt, eh? I've lost money, I've gained money. I'll probably lose money today and I'll get money today. But losing time and love and care. Now, those things you don't get back. And those are the scars you're left with because the only thing you're going to find yourself asking is this. After all I've done, this is how you treat me. <laughs> I said, he said, oh, no one, yeah, no man. Yes. That's all that they leave you or they leave you with. So, guys, look after yourselves, eh? The masses. Take care of your heart. Take care of your bodies. Drink water. Pray. <laughs> Yo, this is not an atheist uh, platform. Make no mistake. <laughs> Make no mistake, guys. No. I'm, I'm not vibing with y'all. Nah, I'm not. I'm extremely logical. <laughs> I do think and apply logic. But, yeah. Look out for yourselves, guys. Enjoy the pandemic. <laughs> this thing is a flood. And it will you. It will take you with. <laughs> and love it yourselves more. Don't take yourself so seriously. I say, yeah, what do you know? You're speaking as a cruise man. Yes, I speak as a fruit man. The certain topics that I've mastered, and pain is that. I've experienced a lot of pain, people. Yo, 
Yeah, but but to those who are new to this podcast, I've covered my story, who I am, in previous episodes. You can just go back and listen to the the first ten episodes, eh? And you you you'll pretty much hear who I am and know my story. But I'm not defined by what I've I've been through. I will always choose love. I will always choose what's right. I'll always choose freedom. I will choose to get things right. Life is about continuous improvement. We don't sit by and say, ah, what's one? Don't allow ourselves to be bullied. We need to stand for what's right in all aspects of our lives. Whether it's the workplace, whether it's society, whether it's in relationships. We need to have some things that we are fighting and standing up for. It is what needs to define us as being. So, I am always chuffed to have a show with you guys. And... This has been one of my favorite shows, guys. Eh? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy making it. And once again, thank you so much to the subscribers. Thank you so much to people who are tuning in. I know data is expensive in this country. So I am grateful. I'm very, very, very grateful, guys. So thank you so much for using your data. You're buying those bundles, your Wi-Fi, however you are getting in touch with us. Remember... We are available on Spotify, we are available on Podbean, we are available on Apple Podcasts, we are available on any major platform. On RRS Podcasts, every single thing. Just listen, share, and let's spread the message. This has been the Mass Event Podcast. My name is Kaleem. We are made different and that's okay. Thank you. I love you. Let's meet next week. Cheers, guys. (laughs) I'm out.